Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're, you're a legend, bro. Oh, man. Uh, like, look at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, for real. Your brother face with hard luck. Face to face. Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your qualified, certified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show, coming at you from the beautiful city of Los Angeles, California. Sitting across from me is my co-host and partner, is Chumahan, Bowen, American, Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, coming with another fucking fresh fucking fire interview once again. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, and that cool, crisp sound is coming from no other than Old Blue Eyes. Oh, himself. come on. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Sean Lewis, certified audio professional engineer for the heart. Luck. Show. Master of suspense. All right. Master. Welcome, 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 everybody. And welcome, YouTube watchers. Listen, today we have an iconic apparel industry savant in the house. You guys, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this guy is responsible for a lot of fucking big things happening in my culture, in our culture, right? and in the apparel world, man. Been Mm -hmm. at it for a minute. You guys, I want to welcome to the show, Millie! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come What's on. up, Millie? What's going on? With Welcome you, to the Hard Luck Show. Hey, thank you for having me, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. Came down. Yeah, bro. he did. Been fucking with Millie. Yeah, right. Man. What's up, man? Where are you coming from today? <sighs> the crib. The crib? <laughs> the crib. Yeah, I got a uh I got a couple things to do. I got artists I work with. She's having a release party tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's that artist's name? Uh Nakia Gold. She's from South Central. She's dope. Where is she playing at tonight? Uh she's got a, like an in studio um like listening party. Okay. Yeah, and um she's uh premiering her new single that just dropped yesterday. What's oh, it called? You? It's called Energy. Featuring, Energy. Yeah. Energy. Featuring I like that. uh Pink Sweats. All right. Okay. Are you are you managing? I am managing. I manage an artist by the name of Airplane James mm-hmm. from the East Side, Los Angeles, South Central. Any yeah. relationship yeah. to Rick James? Nah. Okay, just checking. But he cooled up. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he's dope. Um, Nakia, I work with her in the creative director space. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Airplane James, man. All he's, right. He's getting ready to drop. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you guys something. Yeah. I came across Millie. Millie was kind of somebody that was in like the peripheral of the business, doing a lot of things, as I was doing a lot of things, in streetwear, urban, um, throughout Southern California, the Los Angeles area in particular. And um, a friend of a friend kind of actually ended up linking us. Big shout out to Monique. Ended up linking us and was telling me, Monique used to run the agenda shows. And she kind of positioned Millie as like, listen, you remember Champion, and as it kind of started growing and turning into something more than like an older athletic company, right? Got really, and I was like, of course, right? The whole industry was paying attention. She's like, Millie was really responsible for a lot of that. He works with a lot of artists, a lot of stylists, a lot of tastemakers. He's like a design guy, and that was kind of how you were brought to me. Let's talk about that, man. Like, and, and, and and how do you how did you kind of get there, man? Um, first off, got to shout out Marissa. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out Marissa. Shout out Manny. Um, how I got there was uh, I used to be a, I still am a really big um, vintage collector. Okay. Big on nostalgia. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up grew up in the 90s, was born in the 80s. Uh, always wanted a lot of dope shit as a kid and moms couldn't afford it all. Right. So when you get older, you like kind of like go back and it's a little nerdy, but you know, you kind of pick up on those things and What's crazy is it started to 
um, fashion was going in that route. Right. 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 You had the snapbacks. You had a lot of things that were happening that were kind of based on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And right. I'm like, I lived it, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward, um, was working with this uh, store called Tried and True that was located on Fairfax. OK. Fairfax Shop- in what? Uh, but Fairfax and like Rosewood, right next to Fight Club. Okay, they still right. exist, but they actually have a a warehouse, uh, in downtown. They actually have another uh spot at the. You ever been to the row where the smorgasbord? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, they have another store in there. Shout out, shout out, Ricky. Shout out, Crystal. Okay. They uh they're responsible. Uh, be honest with you, because what I was doing at the time with my vintage clothing, I was um I was actually consigning at their store. What year is this, roughly? This is like 2012, 2013. So this is why the Hundreds is over there as well. Hundreds, yeah. Hundreds been there. Hundreds was mm-hmm. there like since like, oh. 2004? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. Streetwear and all that. You know, as streetwear, it's weird. It's a, it's a crazy time. I graduated high school like 04, right? Okay. okay. At that time, you know, a lot of the urban wear, so like you know, Sean John, Fubu, mm-hmm. you know, rock yeah. wear. Yep. Yeah, you were transitioning. Like kids like myself were transitioning out of that. Absolutely, wanting to find different spaces. This is why people like you know Kanye, Pharrell. They kind of were dressing a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the skateboard stuff started to pick up. You're right? talking about really the turn of streetwear. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Well, from your experience and from what you've seen, mm-hmm. what do you think is the motivating reason why people started turning to streetwear? Uh, looking for something that identified for how we felt at the time. So I said that to say, I didn't want to wear big ass baggy jeans anymore. Right. Right. right? I, I, I loved hip hop. Sure. Right? That was my core. That was my base. Right. But I was a little different. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted I wanted to start emulating some of the nostalgia, some of the different fits. You know, at the time, I tell people this all the time, it's funny. At the time, what, what we would consider it, they would call a young tee, which mm-hmm. meant like short, like a shorter sleeve tee. Like it's like, oh, you got a young shirt on. <laughs> Meaning like you got like a smaller shirt. Right. Yeah. That's that's a normal fit now. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Right. At that time, things were so baggy. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. It happens. When old, right? Yeah. Old does something, young goes to the left or wherever old is at. Right. Right. To so, try to like make its own identity. Right. So right. so when Baggy first came in, right? Mm-hmm. That was young kids saying, hey, we're going this way. Fuck side. the old. Yeah. Right. Right. So as Baggy became the norm, what did young kids start doing? Regress right. back going to the young. Skinny now watch this. <laughs> this, this we've lived we've lived through three cycles. If you if you ask if you look at the word like my, my daughter's 14, right? Yeah. Took her to go school shopping. Mm-hmm. She loves this. Uh, she grabbed these pants. I think Empire is the name of them. Okay. And Zoomies. Mm-hmm. I actually recognize the cookies. I was like, shout out to Burn Cookie. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the fit is baggy. Right. Right. I'm right. Like, wow, bro. this is full circle. Like, I didn't watch baggy go to skinny to go right back to back. Because you know what happened? We, we made the older people made fun of the skinny jeans when the young kids were doing it, right? Right. If I remember this, like Jay Z, everybody. Everybody right. has rap records talking about it, right? Yep. And then what did they do? Started to slim down their pants. Yes. Right. So now when they're now they're slimmer, the kids are looking like, I don't want to look like that. Right. Because it don't matter how cool you are. It's just like I like even with my daughter, like I'm I feel like I'm a cool dad. Right. But I'm still dad. You know? Right. It's that like, ain't like, ever gonna change. It's never right. gonna be like I'm never the cool guy to her. So <laughs> But yeah, I think here's the thing. Fashion cycles. Yes, and it's led by the youth. It is. Yep. And you realize nothing nothing's new under the sun. No, it's all a rec- everything's a big circle, and I've watched it happen four times. Right, you know, I'm a lot older, but you're you hit it exactly right. Um, you know what I will say too? It was like there was a lot of hip hop and a lot of rappers that were coming out to the West Coast, yeah. and spending a lot of time out here. Mm-hmm. And I think that the influence of skate, some of the trendiness from the Hollywood rock, like right. some of that started to penetrate. Sure. Mm-hmm. Some of the hip hop artists and those guys kind of wanted to define themselves. And in the beginning, they were getting made fun of yeah. goofball and this and that. And mm-hmm. like, um, but we, you're right. It was good. You know, I was say, you know, L.A. We've always kind of had skate culture in our and always, man. Our right. And you got pictures of you, uh, Easy E with a gun and a skateboard. And a skateboard. Right. It's like what? It's straight dicky suit. Right. Carhartt jacket. <laughs> skateboard. Skateboard. But because the skateboard does symbolize on some level urban or city rebellion. It, 
Uh, yeah, right. absolutely. But when right. it, when it got popping, I think in the earlier right, it's like anything in the earlier days, right? Dogtown, that, that mm-hmm. yeah, era, it was that, and right. then it got so popular that it got kind of corny, right? So then that era saw it to be corny, right? But then when P. Rod, Terry Kennedy, that yeah. that yeah that era, it was like nah, this is cool. Then you had Pharrell, and you yeah, had, because you had those guys crossing over into a hip hop market, right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. You got people like Stevie Williams hopping over into like his hip hop urban market, yes. and it started affecting it. I remember going to New York, and a lot of white boys from the East Coast were now starting to dress like they were Dogtown. They were wearing Vans, Levi's, flannels, and it was affecting them, you know, and it's a trip, man. And you want to know something? I grew up in a time in apparel. When I came into apparel, man, we would go to the trade shows, Magic, and these big trade shows, and we would sit there and barely ride orders. And that's with Joker, Estelle on Cartoon, all of us. RP55, Sean John, Rocker, mm-hmm. were massive doing all the business. And New York had always they had, it. had the fashion, man. Mm-hmm. That was where people, they didn't believe that the West Coast had fashion. If you wanted fashion, you do anything you want to talk about. Fashion was New York. Right. And they were Shut buying up. everything in New York. Yeah. And I've watched the whole thing flip. And I watch everybody come to the West, West Coast. I don't care what you say. I mean, New York's trying to define itself with this and that. But there, it's it's no, us. We got it's, the crown now. It's, it's the truth, man. I push L.A. culture like that. And I always tell people, like, you know, our our fashion show, like our, or, you know, like our fashion week is a joke. Mm-hmm. But I'm really trying to change that. I th- and, and, and for me, what I would love to see is L.A. Fashion Week not be like New York Fashion Week. Right. Not suits and shit like that, but seriousness. You know, like where these brands are displaying stuff here. But you're, you're onto something. You're yeah. onto something because the reason it doesn't work is because LA Fashion Week has been trying to do what New York does. Right. If LA Fashion Week would just be organic, what we are, yeah, yeah, yeah. it would probably work without well, trying to be somebody else. Let me ask you guys this then. This is an interesting point for the both of you because on the one hand, I hear you guys saying, okay, so we should take what seems to be quote unquote casual or different West style, but take it seriously, yeah. right? You would a suit. But at the same time, doesn't 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 it go against also the laid back aspect of what kind of is the West? Mm, that's a good point. I, I feel like yes and no. Because because okay, if you look at where where fashion is right now. Yeah. Let's let's take Champion. Okay. Right? Yeah. When I first started working with for Champion or working with Champion at first, right? Yeah. What I realized was people looked at Champion in this light because they were already kind of like in Walmart. And right. Working. But I remember the Champion when they were sponsoring the NBA. Hell All yeah. All my Michael Jordan jerseys were Champion. Right. Right? Mob so, Deep. Everybody, everybody was wearing Champion. Come on. So, yeah. so brands. <laughs> so, so. Like, well, with everything, right, it kind of goes up and down. So you're right. Like, there is that laid-back approach. But look at where fashion's at right now. Yeah. Athleisure has been running yes. it for yep. the last decade. Right. Yes. When I was with Champion, that's what was pushing was athleisure. So the hoodies were not just like a hoodie it was back in the day. It was like a moment. Right. Right? So yeah. when you look at even some of the higher-end brands, everybody wants to be comfortable. Yeah. See, right. back yeah. in the day, fashion yeah. used to almost equate to pain. Like, you know what? Right. Like, these shoes hurt my feet, but they're fashion. Yeah. Yep. Right. Not now. Right. Not now. Like New Balances go for like two hundred dollars. They resell. They got New Balances just reselling for four hundred. You know why I love them? I'm getting a little older. They're comfortable and right. they're, and their swag. Like, yeah. 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 Why right. not? I think true too. A lot of that loans itself to New York is a much older, older state. It's, it's yeah. older, bro. Yeah. It is. Yeah. California was new. Is the new. We were the new. You know, we're not so uptight. We're not so. We're are laid back, and I think that our apparel matches. And I think that part of the problem is us trying to take ourselves too serious right. and be this buttoned-up thing. That's not our culture. No, that is don't. New York's culture. Yeah. That's right. That makes total sense. And since you brought up Champion, I guess it's a good entry point to to find out like, okay, so you show you're at Champion, you're doing whatever. How do you how does one Mm. take a giant container ship that's been going in one direction, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And start to shift it? Shift it. Organic shit. I mean, that's probably that's, that, no. Let that, me explain that. Said, though. Let enough me, said. Let, let me explain that. And when I say organic, like we didn't do any ads, right? We didn't pay people at first, right? Um, in reality, we 
fucked with who fucked with us. Mm. Right. Okay? So organically, Champion started to make segue uh, because we we built on what we were what what the brand was known for the hoodies right they invented the hoodie right 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 invented Shit. the hoodie so that reverse weave <laughs> That's awesome that reverse weave to this day is still one of the top tier fleeces of all time and that you know? fucking side panel oh come on <laughs> come on cha- i mean people referred to like a good hoodie as like it's like a champion hoodie yeah. they would say when they're like talking about a good hoodie it's like a champion, it's a champion hoodie it's, it yeah. was the bar for hoodies yes right. yes so um you know what we did i i say there's two things that i saw Major things that happened. Um, the vintage. So mm. let me go back. The yeah. vintage yeah. right, was influencing, still is, influencing the current. Right. So what happened in the vintage world, like you saw, you know, like in Japan, they they, they, they love the made in the U.S. shit, you mm. know. Yeah. Uh, but like vintage reverse weaves were always, the bar was high. That's like even now, like Russell is kind of killing it. Right, um, right. Because the vintage world started to take towards Russell because Champion already had their wave. Right. Um, but I saw Virgil, when he had the Pyrex bread, before mm-hmm. he did the off-white bread, he was printing on Champion blank, like shorts. Mm. Right? Right. Saw that. I saw when when we had the relationship with Urban and Urban started to kind of bring some of those different colorways, people was just going crazy. Because you got at the time... Athleisure is is top tier, right? Yeah. So who are the who are the top tier athleisure brands? Right. Champion. Yeah. And Champion's, you know, now a hundred year old brand. It's right. it's, it's crazy. known for what it's known for, which you know now I'm at Pro Club, right? And right. And it's kind of like the same thing. I, and for me, being from from the West, from LA, you know what I'm saying? I grew up on Pro Club, yeah. and was always known for the quality. Right. 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 So it, when white tees or basics like essentials are, are popping, yeah, it's. Well, I read right. Mm-hmm. I read and correct me if I'm wrong, but I read the Pro Club started like 1986 or something yeah. like that. Right. Yeah, that that was when the 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 company was founded. Yeah. Um, but they weren't making like the tees that we know at that time. Right. Yeah. Right. It was just getting kind of like started. And then how? What makes? Let's just cut the bullshit. Mm-hmm. What the fuck makes a dope, top-tier, white tee? Because I know some people, Mr. and Mrs. Zero are listening. I'm like, a fucking t-shirt's a fucking t-shirt. What do you nah, want from me? Nah, man. I, listen, that's super heavyweight. Go ahead. That's super heavyweight. Uh, I think the, the, the ounce, the, the weight of the cotton was crazy, yeah. right? Um, especially in the white tee era where you were wearing your white tee as an outfit. You mm-hmm. wash it, it goes away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It fades. Why, uh, pro clubs always like kind of like stood the test of time, yeah. and then the structure, the neck. The neck was big. The bro. neck. What about the big. neck? It just held. Like no matter what, the neck stayed up. I mean, I remember being. I remember before pro club was even out there. Like I remember us running a piece of fucking elastic band through the neck yeah. of a t-shirt so that the neck would stay up. We used to do that in the joint so that it would stay up, man. <laughs> really? Pro Club, like, they were on that because something about, I'm just going to say it, do it, something about Chicanos and Brothers, both of us, like, the neck had to be right. Like, if it was coming down, yeah, you start seeing your bones drunk, and shit. The drunk, drunk, <laughs> drunk, Wongo. We call Wongo. Not like, not like your kid was wrestling on the ground. Yeah, you show up yeah. and your shit's off. That wasn't cool, bro. That ain't cool. You want your shit tight. And I think that they found, like, the basic, the basic um, grading on it. They just got it right. Like, right where the shoulder falls, the length mm-hmm. of the T, mm-hmm. um... If you were real skinny, it added some size. If you were real fat, it covered it up. It was like, it was well, smart, man. It was, it was just smart. They, yeah. they uh, you know, I, I asked Brian, like, you know, what made them make it like yeah. that, and it was really, you know, it's funny. The answer was kind of simple. It was like he was they in the beginning they were selling other YT uh, companies like AAA or whatever, right? And they noticed, you know, black and brown was their main consumer. Mm-hmm. You know, we tend to be a little bigger. Right, right, and started to see that the you know they would come back and buy the t-shirts because they would fall apart, right, shrink up as soon as they washed it. Come on, so he made he made the the heavyweight, and I think we just grabbed it. It was never. That's why I love the brand. We chose the brand. Yeah, the brand yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't Absolutely, like market it to us or none of that. It nope. was just like, hey, we in the swami. This feels right. You know? I remember. I remember. Check this out. I remember buying a pro club. One of the first times I got a pro club. Yeah, I got a white pro club. 
I remember wearing it out. I didn't fuck it up. And mm-hmm. I took that shit off at home and laid it on the chair. Right? And I was able to wear the t-shirt again, and it was still fresh. That's it. And that meant a lot. Like, That's to be it. able to wear a t-shirt twice was dope. Come like, on. if you took it off and you kept that motherfucker clean, you could rock that motherfucker a whole nother day. So if you got a three-pack of t you're good for a whole week. You know what That's I'm it. saying? You're set. That's yeah, it. man. And uh, and they were placed right in the right places. And, man, you go get your ni- your white Nikes and your white tee, and like you, you, you can make an outfit out of those two things. Dude, when you're talking about all that, you guys are talking about all this, I'm sitting there thinking, like, man, these motherfuckers know a lot about T-shirts. They ain't fucking around. So what's the proper way to care for a fucking t-shirt that you really love. Like, how do you oh. make that motherfucker laugh? <laughs> you make sure you don't fuck you and no food on it. Right. Take that motherfucker off if you're going to get into a fight or if you're going to eat spaghetti, you take that motherfucker off. And... Preserve. Yeah, preserve. absolutely. Uh, I mean, and you get on your washing skills too, man. Yep. Like, turn what's it, the way? What's turn, the way? It, turn it inside out, uh-huh. first sure. off. So what if you a- got graphic on it for sure, but... Uh, I tend to hit the the neck with the spray and wash. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, wash it cold. Cold. And, and I don't tumble dry. If I do it, I tumble dry low, or I'll I'll hang. I used to hang dry my wine, hit it with that iron. Right. Yep. Yep. Oh. Then it come back to life. Come yeah, on. because that, that you know? dryer will destroy a fucking t shirt. Yeah. Right? If yeah. you put it on hot. Yeah. Right. But you could, you could. It was built well enough that you could do that. Yeah. And you got to imagine, you're dealing with a bunch of other t-shirts that as soon as you fucking washed, it was a wrap. You were giving it to your little brother. It was you a would, shoe wrap. You would wipe, wipe shit with it, or yeah, nothing. dude, it was a wrap. Yeah. How, so you, it's still, dude, amazing to the whole apparel culture mm-hmm. what happened with Champion. Yeah. I mean, when they, when brands just straight up started printing their logo. On a champion, and it's yeah. uh, and it's straight up champion logos. Yeah. Like if you weren't printing on a champion, yeah. you were late. Yeah. It's crazy. Like it was yeah. co-branding. Like it was crazy, it was, man. It was amazing. And then, and then when we did the collab with Supreme, yeah, you know, that dude. just kind of like took things sure out of here. Um, and then we did like one with Vintmont. It was crazy. We had like a thousand dollar tracksuit. You know what it is though? I saw, I saw the rise and the fall too. Because mm-hmm. right now, you know, can't give champion away. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they went ahead and just started throwing it on, on everything. everything Lunchboxes, socks, slippers. Come like, on, saturate. Right. And that's where you got to me. You know, I learned a valuable lesson there. Like, you know, you want to make the money or you want to, you know, be forever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, not to say champions not forever because they did their thing. When you make your mark, will. But that white, hot, cool space, I don't see it for yeah. them anymore. Um, how do you guys see t-shirts clothing how do you guys see it changing like how is it evolving or changing like we know there's cycles but then also mm-hmm. is there something else that's happening that you guys are like well, that's kind of crazy or that's interesting I don't know what do you I mean I'd like to hear your take on that Um, what I do see is people don't like big ass logos no more mm-hmm. it's much like the kid like my, my daughter the thing it's very minimal Uh. I do see, like we talked about, the fit being a little more loose, yeah. comfort, yeah. Um, and I think people want shit that lasts. Okay, you know, you look at like America used to build, like our whole thing was like built to last. Mm. Every brand that America like kind of produced, right, uh, was that, and I think that was a cool thing. But I think it also they started to realize, like, nah, if it lasts. We can't make no more money. We like, can't sell another. Right, one. right. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. people started to make fast fashion, and right, you know what I mean. And what's happening is okay. Fast fashion is ruining the world. Like I got, I got into like sustainability, and I'm seeing like, yo, we don't even have anywhere to put all this shit. Right. People are being more conscious, and then also people are more conscious with everything, like how they spend their money. If I'm gonna spend. My forty dollars on a mm-hmm. T-shirt or whatever, whatever I'm buying, I want to buy something that's gonna last me, quality-wise. Also, I want to buy into brands that are gonna last for a long time. I don't want to buy into a trend, right? Mm-hmm. Because we've all seen them, yep. Right and now, it's uh, you know, it's a parody piece or something like that. Like where, and, you know, that's why I love about Pro Club is is forever. If I, yeah, the same way I'm, I rocked it as a kid. The, the kids now are rocking it. You know. 
That's interesting. So it, the influence or whatever you want to call it, a fast fashion is maybe starting to push people in the direction of thinking longer term about their clothing. Yeah, people are paying attention. Um, I, I don't know. I, I see. It's still interesting to me because I don't know exactly where it's going to go. Yeah. I could say what I feel. Um, also, too, pop culture is always going to influence. Right. So it takes, you know, somebody that the kids look up to or something like that. Sure. sure. They go this way. They're, People are going that way. There's right. only, you know, there's only so many leaders and so many followers, right? Right. Um, so I'm excited to see where it goes, but I think that, I think that where it's gonna go is, uh, brands are going to have to stand on what they say. Mm-hmm. Well, no matter yeah. what it is, no matter what yeah. you represent, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, stand on that, and you know, your your the buyers are going to flock to where they where they feel they're a part of right you know what i mean like something they can get down with everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I absolutely agree. And I still stand on, um, I still truly, truly believe, like, when you get lost in all of it, if you start it off with quality and you come back to quality, I think like at the end of the day, if you're really, really making quality shit, um, people are going to remember that. People are going to look at everybody has a pair of shorts that got holes in them and they're old or whatever, or a hoodie. That's yeah. And your old lady wants to throw that shit when you're like, no, 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 because you love the way it fit. Now, it might not be the cool brand anymore. It might just be played out. Yeah. But you you're like. Nothing fits like that. Like I've had those forever and they fit it. Like you remember shit like that. You remember when you get something and you're like, fuck, this motherfucker like and then you're like looking for like I'll buy another two of these in this color if I can find it. I think that quality has a lot to, to say to it. And I think that there's brands that haven't fallen down the line of the the whole of the hype. Yeah. That have not lost their um their uh I don't know what the word is, but they've stayed kind of true to like all the noise and all that. They're like, Mm -hmm. we're just building quality goods. We're going to stay right here and just build quality goods. And I think those brands, whether they go up or down, they continue to stay in business because their focus is making quality premium goods. That's it. Mm. Look at uh, Vans. Yeah, man. Chuck Taylors. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, why did Chuck Taylors last so long? Like, why, why did, why is that an icon? That's it's, it's, it's the silhouette. Right, and then it, and then it's like there's no wrong way to wear a Chuck. That's mm-hmm. so fucking true. You know what I mean? Like it's so it's fu- probably the most. I would say like, I would say out of all the clothing brands, it's the brand that has no color line. Yeah, like everybody, you you yeah. can, he could wear Chucks away. I can wear them my way. Right, mm-hmm. you, and you could personalize it too. So it's like you can give me a black Chuck, but I could put fat laces in. Right, right, right. right. Or I could tie him tight and wear him beat up. Or I could keep right, mine right. fresh. You right. could have like some like punk dude or whatever yeah. write a bunch of shit, shit on, on the right, fucking right, thing, right? right? right. It allows so you to it allows you to, to uh personalize it. Yeah. I, and I think that that's actually coming in too, is uh personal like personal style. Yeah. Right? Man. Like when I was younger, you know, not having stuff, you got creative. You know what I mean? Hell like, yeah, you like, no, you know you did. You be washing shit with bleach on it and <laughs> oh, dude, making it your shit. shit. I get your I bleach shit. a fucking jean jacket. Come yeah. on, yeah, that shit was cool. Yeah, I remember right. motherfuckers were grabbing, like Marcel was grabbing Sharpie markers right. on like, denim jackets, right. and doing a whole collage for motherfuckers. You yeah. and they wear that jacket every day to school. Yeah, you know, and you wouldn't be able to buy that anywhere else. No, that's it. So, um. So thinking about through all those things, right? Mm-hmm. And I know you're a good man, and I know you're diplomatic, and you got to be in business with people and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but I am kind of curious: Are there any T-shirt or logo misfires that are classic misfires? Where you're like, yeah, that didn't like the polo where it had like the giant jockey on a horse, and then like oh, I fucking hate that. I, the when US I see polo some, company or whatever I, the fuck, uh, yeah, I, when I see polo someone, assassination. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any misfire? Where you're like, uh, yeah, that there's no way that was gonna go good. Go good. Gonna... You know what? Ah, let me think. 
the G Unit uh, white beaters. Oh beers. man, dude! Yeah, <laughs> those that's white beaters. One, remember dude. the white dude with the one? Ri- yeah, <laughs> dude. garbage. Man, that's like you see somebody wearing that. You walk the other way because they're trying to rob you or they're trying to break into your shit. That's a dirty motherfucker right no. there. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe that. Maybe Tilly's. <laughs> oh, Tilly's, the built-in skate. The one with oh, the, the Heelys, fucking uh, wheel in the heel. Yeah, Heelys. Dude, I mean, King were, Salmon. Were... King Salmon was rocking that, bro. Well, of course he was. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he, he was. He was a Healy champion, bro. There was That's some funny. real, like, I won't, I, you know, like, I won't sweat. Like, when Von Dutch came out in the beginning, they, yeah. they did some shit that was like, they hit it, man. Famous yeah. Stars and Straps rode on that trend wave of belt buckles that... But when fucking Ed Hardy came out and it was like super, super. motherfucking rhinestone giant yeah. driving, yeah. that shit was like, yeah. man, dude, I could take the, that shit, man. Any yeah. chance the uh, Malibu divorcee uh, juicy sweats are going to come back? Is that coming back anytime soon? You know what? You they, mom, wine they, mom they've sweats. Kinda, they've kind of had little pockets because, <laughs> you know what? You know, no, believe it or not. Because uh, like how, you know, for me growing up. Yeah. The 90s and the 80s were like my nostalgia. Mm-hmm. That 2000s is nostalgia. Ah, so fucking old I'm getting, bro. 2000s is nostalgia. nostalgia. I'm like, I was in high school, bro. Yeah. 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 I, was, I remember when everybody was starting to do that silhouette. Mm-hmm. Everybody was making those. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, and, I, and then I remember when, like, um, Free City came out and they started doing, like, next level enzyme washes and really comfy soft and fucking all the girls in fucking Malibu are wearing Uggs and fucking yep. Free City, yep. you know? Right, um, right. It, it, it's, it, but it's a trip, man. I think uh, I think also a lot of sometimes what happens is they take, you'll take like that, that hoodie might be a popular trend item, but then somebody will take it and they'll expound on it. Yeah. And they'll make it really, really, really dope. And then it's almost undeniable, you know, at that point in time. Yeah. Injecting yeah. real quality and really taking your time doing shit. But, man, so now let's bring you up to speed a little bit. Yeah. You're at Pro Club now. Yeah. Making it happen, dude. And, like, what's what do you, what's your title? What do you got? What do you, what do you mainly? What's um, your main thing at Pro Club? I started off uh, doing a little product placement. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I kind of I have a I have a wardrobe styling background too. So, like some like my side hustle is like you know I style artists and stuff like that. And uh, I did a couple videos and got the brand place. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. shout out to Brian. He uh, he was just like, hey man, let's let's work. I want to see you know what you can offer. And, I, and he didn't really even know too much about me. That's what's crazy. He didn't know about the whole champion thing when we sat down and I kind of like explained you know what what i saw for the brand what i've done in the past um we've kind of kind of just been working as we go so yeah. i'm like it's kind of cool because i'm like i don't have like this official title you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. for pro club mm-hmm. i kind of work as like a i would say like a creative director right right you know right. what i mean um i help you know connect some dots uh help some things happen some collabs happen mm-hmm. we did one with shirt king fade uh last year which is an og airbrush artist from like, dude that shit is dope bro yeah that one was sick fire that was sick and he gave us the uh the, the paid in full font so okay. it was cool we did this uh event at um la varsity in silver lake it's like a vintage store and shout out to uh the homie bailey he has this um called vintage beamers and he has like all the vintage beamers really and just pulled them out bro we, he were all like all the whole parking lot was like full of vintage beamers and that's beamers. dope dude remember <laughs> that it's like you walked into the 80s bro like when people yeah, were, yeah. When people were pulling up we had like <laughs> uh. hella artists and people there and it was like when they pulled up you saw all the whips and uh i had the homegirl harley spinning she spins vinyl mm-hmm. so we were spinning like we had jansport J spinning he's a producer he's dope it was so it was so ill bro you know what's interesting what you just laid out there um and maybe as a as a you know sort of creative director let's just say an Uh artist yeah i mean let's stop fucking around an artist all right and a curator procurer of fine tea well everything Mm -hmm. i I am kind of curious because i also do see an explosion of nostalgia and do you think there's going to come a point in time where nostalgia itself has saturated the market and people are going to want to find something out of that something yeah, futuristic for sure but you know what's crazy even if you dig back to nostalgia you go to like 70s mod yeah mm-hmm. you know there were some see what i look at when i look at nostalgia i look at what 
worked and I'll also look what like didn't all the way work. Ah, oh, dude, I'd right. love to pick your brain on what didn't all the way work. Right? There's 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 things and even with songs, there's times like people sample songs, it's like that wasn't all the way the biggest hit, but we liked it. Mm-hmm. And now it's a hit. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I look at I look at if you go back in time, like we said, nothing is new under the sun, right? Yeah. There's right. so much to pull from. Right. And if you mix that with with something else, you're going to create something else. Sure. Sure. So I, I do feel like, I even think now, like, people are searching for something new. People don't want to just, you know, go back in time and do that anymore. But I also feel like when you look at the palette of history that you want to sample from... Mm-hmm. I also see that in some ways it's a little bit limited. Like there's so much, like let's say America, right? Yeah. And if you wanted to go back before the 50s. Yes. And then you also wanted to look at people of color, Mm -hmm. American Indians. Obviously, I'm an Indian, so I'm interested in pointing that out. I would think that it would be interesting for somebody to start pulling a little bit more from a wider net from nostalgia that people might not even know. I I agree with that. I think anywhere where there's culture involved, it's going to go beyond... Um, just that time period that we know of, right, right, right. Um, you know, I think I, I agree with you one hundred ten percent. I think that you gotta, we have to go beyond, and we have to think different. Like if you if you look at like um, I I use Kanye a lot because I think he's like a futurist when it comes to fashion. Yeah. Um, he his things aren't always like hit right on the the dot, and you go back and go, damn, that is. He did set that trend, right? We right. had that, that moment where everybody was kind of wearing like, uh, like the sandy color, you know, <laughs> sure, like, sure, you sure. know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. And that was kind of tones, earth and tones, yeah. and it's, it's like kind of like it's kind of like giving like you know year three thousand civilian, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Where everybody's like kind of like on the same thing, and I, I think that he's pushing that, and I think that's dope. Um, but I do feel like here's the thing: the world's big. Right. Not everybody's going to be on one thing. Sure. Right? How you dress, how I dress. How you, right. We right, all right, have right. our own. So you're going to have, you'll have things that are like really popular, but mm-hmm. then you're going to have things that always still live. Like, um, you know, I saw Supreme, when, one thing I loved about them, they stuck to their guns. And if you look at them, right, you had that moment where everybody was doing like this all black and drapey stuff, and they never, they never folded. They were like, we're a skate brand. Mm-hmm. We're doing this. We're staying th- true to this. And it came back around, and then they were, like, booming, you know? And if you look at that's why I think Louis Vuitton could collab with Supreme, because if you stay true to you and don't move with the times, it'll come back around. Yeah, it may not be as hot or popular, but it'll come back around. Fuck, I was just having a talk with a creative director. Four minutes? Um, Forty. No, but we're at we're we're at ten minutes away from when Millie's got to bounce. I I was just talking with a creative director and um and and this guy works for a brand and right now there's a lot of other things going on mm-hmm. and this brand is in a position where they're kind of like they're stable but there's a lot going on around them. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of the heads of that company that aren't the creative director are kind of starting to be like, "Ah, why don't we, like guys that aren't design guys. (laughs) And the creative director's like, dude, this is where the thing always starts to go south. Because people start, (laughs) they start doing things that they're not. Why do they do that? It's it's because they're scared. Because they're operating from a piece of, now what got them to where they're at was operating from a place of faith, from a place of creativity. Right. You're not scared. That's what got you there. Right. So as soon as you get there, now there's the fear that's kicked in of losing this. Right. Maybe you're overspent. Maybe you've built this giant thing. You think it's, and I feel like that's where people move off the pace. And when you do, that's your death of you. As right. soon as you go yeah. down, and I think that like being smart and creative and maybe pulling it in in some places and and doing what you need to do maybe you're not going to have giant margin right now maybe you're not going to have huge buys right now stick to what you do mm-hmm. bring it in in different places so that you don't have to compromise who you are That's right. you know what i'm saying right. right you can you can still be innovative and do new things without right. losing your core values exactly right. man and i think that like it's loss of creativity some of these people get you know and some of the people that are that that are maybe the money or the finance or the numbers yeah. are now starting to try and trying to edge on yeah. the creative people because right. it's a, it's a money it's, a, it's a money grab right right same yep. thing happened with champion yeah. at the end of the day were they wrong in the sense of 
if they slapped everything on there while we were hot, would they make money? Yeah. But did they think about now? Nope. It's a numbers game, and it's a lot of these companies go public or they're sold, and now you got numbers, people. Right. The numbers have to keep on going up. Keep right. on go- and you'll and keep you- making those kind of moves. So you're like, okay, the brand's not cool now. All right, well, we'll just sell in Marshalls. Right. Oh, we'll just sell, and now you're back in Walmart. It's a machine. It's turned into a machine. I knew a guy that used to work at Marshalls. He said it was a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> we know a guy from Marshalls. I mean, I think that 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 happens, and I think that uh, I think the whole money grab thing, mm-hmm. the whole flipping houses and buying houses and you know, like that whole shit, it makes me sick. It mm-hmm. fucked the market up, and I I go back to doing stuff. Small creative stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's what's crafted hand. Small runs, take your time, do something special, work with your hands. That's the type of like, that's what I want to see start Dude. happening. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and and just on some human shit, it's integrity. Yeah, yeah. People don't have integrity anymore. I don't. I don't know. Well, so I'm not, not saying like uh, not everybody. No, but, no, no, no. Of but, course. And but but I'm also saying when I hear that, I agree with it. To a certain extent, like you could say business and this and that and finance even, right? It's all gotten... Problem is, is that I feel like at every generation or at every moment in history, we're like, oh, that's not how it used to be done. That Mm -hmm. had like integrity, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever. And so you can kind of say that. And I think that the business systems in which we live encourage this kind of revolution, selling out, going bankrupt. Then the vultures come in, buy up all the old pieces, resell it, and all this other stuff. And that's kind of what's going on. But I do think, and I'm no fucking expert, but I do see that this idea of mass production from a labor standpoint Mm-hmm. Seems to be ending a little bit, and it we're is. entering a, a zone where it's going to start to become. Why don't you speak on it, Lux? I saw you uh, because I, when I was, oh man, dude, I want to say like, there was definitely a point in time where everybody wanted to be fucking mega fucking wealthy, and right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I saw that, and that lasted a while, man. And I was in a flux of time in business where everybody was like, and. Today, I'm starting to meet people in their 20s that are like, you know what? I don't need a fucking 10-bedroom. I don't need fucking 50 cars. Right. I don't want fucking hundreds of millions right. of dollars. Right. right. I just want... It, it, and I almost want to say... I don't want to use the word minimalist, but I want to use a word where they're like, I just want to be comfortable, man. I just want my friends around. I just want to do cool little shit. Yeah. That was not being... I wasn't hearing a lot of that fucking 15, 20 years ago. It's true. And you know, the Gordon Gecko, uh, the fucking Wall Street sort of idea that greed is good, it, it, the payoff was still there. So people were killing themselves at their jobs 80 hours a week on the fucking floor and whatever. But it was because the jobs were there and there was still some gold to be gotten. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people now, a lot of young people that I've talked to and I've fucking been hiring lawyers and all these bullshit motherfuckers. Anyway, but a lot of them are at a situation where they're like, they don't see the payoff anymore. They're going to put in 80 hours, and that $100 million actually might not be there. So why the mm. fuck am I going to break my neck? I would think that there's some of that, and I think that society has seen the repercussions sure. of, of, sure. of that the, shit, man. Yeah, because sure. what, what does $100 right. million dollars mean if if there's a meteorite or people got COVID? And like, <laughs> what What is right? that? Well, that you're too. No spaces. It's like, what does that even mean? Exactly. I mean, you're talking. I mean, there's a generation of people that just saw the whole world get turned off. That's so. And it true. didn't matter what you motherfucking had. You know and, what I'm saying? And, yeah. and you got to remember too. We forget that the that the that the world that the United States is still a young culture. It is. Yeah. Right. It we is. we don't. I was thinking about it on the way over here. So this idea of the mega millions and da da da. We haven't filtered through all that stuff right. yet. Right. I think. I think we've. I think. Quality of life is becoming something more important today. For I think, sure, you know, like man. I like stuff like this, organic shit, and yeah. fucking getting to understand humanity and people. I think is important. Listen, man, me and Millie, yeah, are working on some great stuff, man. Yeah, and yeah. I want to say, like, shout out to Burner and shout out to Brian yes. over at Pro Club. You know, yes. Burner, he he mentioned a post. You're gonna start seeing it come up, man. Burner's worn Pro Clubs every day. I think for the last fucking 20 years, 18 years or some <laughs> yeah. shit, he loves the brand. And I think it was a dream come true if he could work with them. I mean, that's a really big 
gold star if you can somehow and cookies and when pro club have got together to yeah. do a limited exclusive hold that thing up man that yeah thing is bad crazy it's a triple pack yeah. of pro club tees right yeah right here and it's oh. got a custom <laughs> label inside yeah. that's a custom color blue pro club that only yeah. cookies does with what? them what blue that, is that? What would you call that? That's cookies blue. Cookies, cookies blue. Cookies, cookies blue. blue. Got their own blue. They made it special for us. They put it in this beautiful, beautiful plastic fucking durable bag. Yeah. Um, it's Pro Club, man. We we get to ride on the tails of an, an established, iconic brand. Um, and we know we're dropping this on August 19th. Yeah. At the cookie store on Melrose. Pull up. You pull up with their surprise. I'm not even going to get into it. Just, you need to pull up. And anybody who's anybody from L.A. that's been rocking Pro Club and got a love for this brand like we do, yeah. you need to pull up. We got something special for you. So, right. you know, August 19th, make sure you pull up Friday, August 19th. Millie's going to be there. I'm going to yeah, be there. Sure. The team's going to be there. A lot of people going to be there that you're going to want to see. Yeah. Right. You know? That. And uh, we're going to do something special, man. And we're nice. going to combine some old and some new and, and create something new with it. You know what I'm That's saying? That's it. Quality. Community. Quality. Quality cannabis meets quality fucking clothes. Is that right? I fuck with that. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. Millie, man. Um, let us know where people can find you. They want to check you out. Uh, and- I mean, I, I do. I got a social media. Okay. I got Millie for Really. That's M-I-L-L-I, the number four. Uh, really, R-E-A-L-L-Y. At... Um, at in front of that that's it on, yeah, on, on IG Instagram I'm not a Twitter guy okay okay um, <laughs> you know you gotta catch me on there <laughs> yeah hey man cool. I got there's a rumor going out dude that's up you were in a movie, dog. One of my favorite. How many movies, times does man. this come up? Man. How many times does this come, come up? Come on, man. I, I mean, we spend the whole time we'll biting our it. tongues. I just need to know, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, come on, bro. Yeah, so, so, uh, shout out to the Hughes brothers. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was in a movie called Menace to Society. Yeah! Yeah, yeah. By the way, classic. By That's the way, major, that is bro. old blue eyes favorite movie. He's watched it seventy times. Uh-oh. Why does why at do least you, seventy times? Damn. Why is that your Why is that your favorite movie? I don't know, man. It was like it came out at a really uh, like a a critical time in my life where I, there wasn't that kind of shit on TV. Yeah. To me, you know, Boys in the Hood was cool, but it was kind of corny too, in a you certain way. I feel that. And like I don't know, Menace to Society was like. Raw, and you, like. you know, you know what I tell people, especially uh, from from LA. Um, men, boys in the hood, and that's not because I don't want to say the, the right, corniness of it, but right. Boys in the Hood was a West Side movie, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Menace is like an East Side movie, mm-hmm. and I, and if you from LA, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. uh, Kane and Odal, like from Watts, mm-hmm. you know, right, right, that, that yeah. area, and um. You know, boys and kind of spoke on Crenshaw this year, and I think that too. There was the Hughes brothers kind of had. If you look at everything they've done, they have this raw style. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So they kind of told the story like uncut. Like it was like, you know, um, as a as a kid, did I know what it was going to be? Right. Nah, no. I didn't. Um, I just knew that Jaden Pinker was my mom. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Right, um, dude. But yeah, that, I'm dude. I'm happy. That was, it's it's dope. Like looking back, that I was a part of something so classic. Cultural. Yeah, yeah, cultural, cultural man. Right, yeah. Man. To the city, and, and what's crazy is, I'm working on something. Uh, I actually got to talk to you about this, but yes, oh. next year is the 30 year anniversary for the movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So right. I kind of I want to do something special. Um, you know, in the city, you're the guy that should. You're the right guy you to do that, you know, bro. You know what's crazy is like I always shied away from it as a kid. Right, of course. I never really told my like I never. When people would ask me, I always like even when you guys said that, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I can get out of here without saying. <laughs> <laughs> because I I don't know I just I don't know I always didn't want that to be my cap. I guess right. I, you know what I'm saying. That makes mm-hmm. sense. But as I got older, I've learned to like appreciate like, hey, bro, you was in a classic movie. That's dope. You know. Right. Um, and some people know, some people don't. So I think right. this will, it'll be a good opportunity for me to like kind of tell that story. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think it really legitimizes you in some arenas of what you're about and what you do and where you're, you're organically what you do, especially in fashion and apparel and music. It's yeah. like, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's great, man. And yeah. I, I didn't want to let you off the show without bringing nah, it up. No, for sure. And, and and I do want to say this. That whole movie, like I dressed myself, bro. Like, yeah, so like, uh, like, I wasn't like an actor kid. Like, I I was just like an mm. organic kid, and they kind of found me, you know. 
but oh man, I gotta hear that. I gotta hear that, that story. That, man. I was, that was yeah. like, oh, yeah, wow, I gotta hear that story, man. We gotta, awesome. he's gotta come back. Yeah, man. Hey, let us brag about. Let us put it out there, and you can be the humble one. All right. All right. There you go. You know? That works. Right. Millie, really, for really, hey man, it is. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time man, coming down. Yeah, I know you're a busy, me. busy man. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna see you uh, next Friday. Yep. At the Pro Club Cookies release, man. And, um, August nineteenth. Hey, what yep, time? August nineteenth. What time is it? Eleven a.m. Eleven a.m. Cookies Melrose. This is your sneak peek. People in the know, you heard it. Let's go. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we're gonna continue to build, man. We're gonna yes, continue sir. to build, and and I can't wait to hear about your plans and what you have next. And Hard Luck Show supports you. Yeah, man, look forward to it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, All right, Ovando Bowen LLP. We wear braids to court. Let the tomahawks fly. The best legal representation that money can buy. Sean. Sean at movemental.media for all your audio and podcasting needs. And right. don't forget www.hardluckshow.com. That's right. Gumroad, you can get the proto episodes, LA Crime mixtape. You can get episodes that you haven't even heard before. Free That's stuff, right. right? Free stuff. Sean just fucking breaking down music like a savant. Yep. www.supermaxhardware.com, our biggest sponsor. Um, as well as www.cookiessf.com Vibes, Papers, and Candle Buds. Hey, big shout out to Pulpo Beard Oil. Oh, Pulpo. And Pulpo. big shout out to Enzo's Pizzeria. Yeah. And they're sending some stuff over later. Too bad you're not going to be here because we got some pizza coming. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man. <laughs> hey, good looking out, everybody. Thanks again for having us on. People, keep an eye out. Cookies and Pro Club, August 19th. And your At- artist? Sorry, go ahead. I didn't An mean- artist? Oh, Airplane James and uh, Nakia Gold. Yeah. Also, Gold. also look out for Soraya, man. She's she's doing it. Um, actress and artist. She's she's dope. Awesome. There you go. All right. So I didn't mean to step August nineteenth. It's all 19th. good. Yeah. August nineteenth at the Cookie Store. Let's do this. Let's do this. Hasta la vista from the Hard Luck Show. So what are you doing? All I'm saying is, survive.